Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Convincing Coffee Break with me, Mandy Brown and Richard Snape. Hello, it's been a long time. It's been forever. So today, Richard, we are going to be talking about the super topical leasehold and freehold reform bill with particular reference to rent charges. So obviously it's hit the headlines recently. Can you give us a general overview of the bill? Yeah, it was, uh, well, it was announced it was going to be introduced into Parliament. It was announced in the, in the King's speech, and then it was uh, you know, November. And then rapidly on November the 27th, it was introduced into Parliament. It's very much, I stress, early days yet. And it does a lot of things. And, you know, you couldn't hope in a, in a podcast to sort of mention in detail all of them. So I wanted to mention one of the things that's in perhaps more detail that hasn't been in the press and likes, but is significant for the conveyancing world but shall i give you a sort of sort of general idea of what the bill says no doubt we'll be revisiting it throughout 2024 yeah give us a general overview a lot of it is uh changing leasehold extensions into a lesser extent leasehold enfranchisement you've got a statutory right to extend leasehold flats under the 1993 leasehold reform act for 90 years and the houses for for 50 and uh in the future, the plan under the bill is to increase that time period to 990 years. And they do say as well, you can extend the lease as many times you like. If you're not happy with a 990-year lease, you can have a 9,900-year one. Why on earth you'd want that? Who knows? And they're also doing a few other things. At the moment, you have to wait. You have to have held the lease for two years before you can extend it. In the future, you'll be able to extend your lease immediately. And although it's not actually in the bill, there's quite a few things that the government's press releases said were in the bill and was announced as such in the press and the media, but aren't actually in the bill. They're getting rid of, they said they're going to introduce it into the bill at a later stage. Seems the way that governments do things nowadays, so it doesn't get any scrutiny like the Building Safety Act. But uh, they're going to get rid of marriage value. The landlords share 50% of marriage value, which starts to be paid when you get to the 80 years or less left on the lease. And that's almost certainly going to be subject to judicial review. And uh, they're also giving you a right to enfranchise collectively or right to manage when up to, well, currently it's up to 25% of the floor area is uh, commercial, non-domestic use. That's going to go up to 50%, which I know the commercial, you know, the investors and the likes are terrified about because they're worried about lack of management and mixed-use developments if that happens. Other things that we will no doubt return to, well, again, not specifically in the bill, but going to be introduced later, is uh, that uh, they are going to get rid of new leasehold houses with a few exceptions we don't know what they are presumably shared ownerships will be an exception but you never know with parliament and the government and uh, they are also again not currently we haven't got the detail of it they're still consulting on it but they say getting rid of uh, ground rents you know they got rid of ground rents in june the 30th last year with leasehold reform ground rent act with a few exceptions again like shared ownerships for existing for new leases, sorry, but uh, they're talking about getting rid of ground rents for existing leases. Michael Gove's preference, who's behind all this, is that uh, there should be a peppercorn. There's a lot of people up in arms about the fact that they're not getting rid of leasehold flats, but I think they really need to be educated first. You know, it's, uh, you know, some background more. So those are some of the areas we'll be returning to as time goes on throughout 2024, this is 2024's equivalent of what, 2023 in the Building Safety Act. Little taster session then. Yeah, this is a taster session. One thing that's, that hasn't been discussed 
as um, in the media and likes. I suppose it's a bit too esoteric, but it's insignificant. Is the reform of rent charges? You said you were going to talk about specifically about rent charges. What's what's happening there? Well, several things. One problem with rent charges at the moment attached to freehold land. If you've got leasehold dwellings, flats or leasehold houses, you can go up to the tribunals to question the reasonableness of service charges and the work must be reasonably incurred of a reasonable standard and there's got to be consultation galore before you carry out qualifying works if you want to charge more than £250 per tenant. It doesn't apply and also at the moment, uh, well, there's an ability to question administration charges, you know, the cost of the pack and licenses and notices and this kind of thing, but only for leasehold flats, not leasehold houses. And there's no sort of control of freehold houses with things like rent charges. You, know, so you can't go off to the tribunals to question reasonableness of admin charges. One thing that's got to be a good thing is that uh, they're giving all dwellings the same rights to question service and administration charges as leasehold flats have got. So freehold with a rent charge will be subject to a reasonableness test and the admin charges will have to be reasonable. Also leasehold houses, administration charges. And you've got to applaud that. It's long overdue. They're also going to introduce provisions whereby the property owners must be given a schedule of what the administration charges that are being charged are. But they're also dealing with um, Section 121 of the, the Law of Property Act in a rather convoluted way. Section 121 has been around originally. It's 1925 Law of Property Act, fundamental to the whole of property law. But originally, it was from the Conveyancing Act of 1881 had the original provisions. It's the thing that says if you don't uh, pay your rent charge, whether demanded or not, within 40 days, then the beneficiary, the rent owner, can A, enter the premises, and B, they can create a lease, so specifically 90-year lease over the premises. And that was around for 135 years, and no one paid any attention to it until a, a Bristol case called Roberts and Lawton, where they, upper tribunal, decided it means what it says. You know, you didn't pay your rent charge, even though the demands seemed to have been addressed to the wrong people, to predecessors or People claim not to have received the demands, but uh, a 90-year lease could still be created over the property. And worse still, once you've paid the arrears, the 90-year lease stays and makes your property unmortgageable and unsellable. And uh, people started making good money you know, out of uh, surrendering these leases. That's when the problems arose. You can always exclude Section 121, but you have to do so in the instrument that creates the rent charge. Now, suffice to say, I mean, there are several types of rent charge, but the two common is the sort of fixed sum rent charges, which you get a lot of in some parts of the country, Bristol and Bath and Greater Manchester and North Cheshire and Merseyside, and they were there elsewhere. first house I ever bought was in, in Bristol, and it had a rent charge, two guineas a year. And every year, somebody would knock on the front door demanding £2.10 from me, which I dutifully paid until I moved a few years later. Then found it was actually drugs-related. It was nothing to do with rent charges. Whatsoever. It was, it was a rent charge. But that's, you know, they tended to be a few pounds a year. You can't create those fixed sum rent charges. Section 2 of the Rent Charges Act of 1977 says since it came into force on August the 22nd of that year, you can't create fixed sum rent charges. But section two of uh, section two, subsections three and four, basically say that you can create uh, variable rent charges, which, to cut a long story short, reflect maintenance costs, the cost of repairs and insurance uh, and maintenance and the likes. The leasehold and 
freehold reform bill is going to include improvements as well, which are not in the current definition. And they are basically estate rent charges. And, you know, the lawyers will know all over the country that they've been causing problems in Jewish private estates all over the place. It became very fashionable about 20 years ago. They've been a movement against them since Robertson Law, but you still see huge numbers of these things. And uh, it's not the best wording, but it's clause 59 of the bill. And obviously it's open to changing in its passage through Parliament, that it basically says that uh, in the future, if it's a regulated rent charge, and I'll come back to that, A, you'll have to make a, a demand in a prescribed form and then wait 30 days before there's any enforcement action. And B, if it's a regulated rent charge, Section 121 of the Law of Property Act won't be available as a remedy. What's a regulated rent charge? Yeah, that's, again, it's the convoluted wording. But uh, Clause 59 basically says it's uh, a rent charge of a kind that couldn't be created in accordance with Section 2 of the uh, Rent Charges Act 1977. So basically fix some rent charges, but not all these estate rent charges, which cause huge issues and you need deeds of variation and likes for <coughs> mortgagees want to variations before you can get a mortgage. And not every conveyance, every residential conveyance in the country will know the problems that's been caused in this last half dozen years. But uh, Section 121, it seems, will still apply to estate rent charges. Great news for the people of Bristol and Manchester, Greater Manchester, but uh, not sure why they've done that that way. So finally, what conclusions can we draw? I think they need to go a bit further in terms of Section 121. I think the other big issue that they should have done something about, and it's not in the bill, is make clear what actually a rent charge is. Because all we've got is definition in Section 1 of the Rent Charges Act. You know, it's uh, any annual or other periodic payments charged on or issuing out of land, apart from rent under a lease or interest payments. And somebody ought to just basically tell us, does all these things called estate charges, are they rent charges or not? And that's on my wish list for Christmas next year that the government makes it clear i think the other thing i've got to say is that i don't know why they mess around with this all this you know these sort of form and mooting common hold if i could have any legislation then it would legislation that makes positive as well as restrictive covenants property rights in free old land and uh binding therefore on third parties you'd still need a management structure of blocks of flats you're always going to have to but uh that's what i'm going to stand for parliament on Ian. The definition of rent charges to be clarified and uh, positive covenants to be enforceable against third parties and freehold land. Votes neighbour. Sounds like another another mastermind uh, topic for you. Yeah, that's me. Anyway, thank you very much, Richard. I hope you have a, a great Christmas break. You too. And, um, and the same to all our, our listeners. And until next time. Okay, thanks. Happy Christmas. listening to another episode of Convincing Coffee Break, the only podcast for busy convincing professionals, brought to you by Lawshore Insurance Brokers, an award-winning UK provider of title insurance. For more information on our free conferences, go to www.lawshoreinsurance.co.uk, where you can download recent conference recordings.